Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. another guest with us today i will just I will, another guest I did, what i didn't say just another guest I <laughs> okay said another guest. i will introduce him as sporting kansas city legend we'll have his name up on a wall someday soon they should already have the template ready to paint it if they don't already uh matt beasler how are you doing sir doing well thank you for having me on did but, you expect that i was going to be on the podcast this morning when you woke up or i guess yesterday when i ran into you no, no, I had no clue. Not at all. We were honestly just hoping to grab people as they walked by, and like you went by, I'm like, <laughs> I know. It's nice to see a f- familiar faces. <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm for sure, sure you saw a lot of familiar faces here at the oh, yeah. convention, right? Yeah, last night I was here for only two hours, and I left, and my head was spinning. There's a lot of people here. The soccer world is very small, as everybody knows, but it was good. It's a great we, event. We are a well, lot less well-known than you, and we are running into people all the time. So There you go. <laughs> hey, we can just imagine what it's like for you, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so anyway, welcome back to Kansas City, I guess. Thank you. Thank you. I, I know you have a new, well, not new endeavor, it's something you've been doing for a few years, but you're wearing a sweatshirt, state soccer. Tell us about it. Yeah, sure. We can start there. Um, that's actually <laughs> well, kind of... Would you rather start somewhere else? No, that's fine. That's fine. We can start well, we'll wherever. We'll let you lead, man. Um, no, it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a lifestyle soccer brand that we've created over the past couple of years. And, you know, going back probably five or six years ago, 
it was an always always an idea that that we had had and me and Seth uh, Sinovic we we grew up together we roomed with each other a lot on the road and so you know after games when we couldn't sleep nobody can sleep after games win loss or draw um, we just talk about life and you know what we wanted to do and you know when we were done playing and various things and we we agreed that it'd be fun to start something together a soccer company and we weren't quite sure what it was going to look like and um, through a couple years of just kind of going down different paths we we settled on let's do let's do lifestyle soccer um, specifically something to represent U.S. soccer because we just felt like there was the, the market was missing that and you know for me what 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 was really my selling point is that you know I feel like uh, I can say this now because I'm retired um, when you're done playing soccer everybody's done playing soccer at some point in their life but you still want to be like associated with the game and so for me like I'm not going to go out and you know necessarily play soccer every single day like I'm, I'm going to go on runs I'm going to go and play basketball I like doing other things I like you know whatever physical activity you like but I'm still a soccer player right you know it's in my blood and that's what's in my heart and so when I go running I would prefer to wear like soccer clothes um, and right now it's like but I, I also don't want to go and wear like a Arsenal jersey <laughs> right. and like soccer game shorts to go run in the park. Yeah. Um, so we just felt like there was something missing. Um, you know, a lot of people our age, everyone wears Lululemon and, you know, Lululemon's a great brand, nice clothes, but it has no meaning to me. It's, mm -hmm. it's a yoga company. Um, right. So it's like, well, can we do something like that, but make it a soccer company? There you go. And give us the feeling of like, all right, I'm still a soccer player, even though I'm not actually playing soccer right now. I'm living it. I'm traveling in it. I'm working out in it, all that stuff. I, I think that's a really, really great explanation. Have you been working on that? Is there, is that <laughs> the cuff? No. I, He's become a PR man now. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, okay, so we, I'll, I'll say, I'll tell one more story about the, 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 the brand, and then we can move on if you want, or we can just talk about that. I don't, I don't really care. Um, you well, may have heard the story. Open to things. That's good. The thing is, okay, I'll tell you this, too. You guys will like this. I'm looking forward to talking to people like you a lot more because so when you're playing it's weird because you're so guarded um and not everybody is every so, some people choose to like really open themselves up Benny. for me <laughs> i kind of made the choice early on um especially in the environment that that i was in at the time with with peter and the culture um you don't want to get on the wrong side of 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 peter and you have to just be careful about what you say and, the, and i'm really looking forward to not having that anymore right. and maybe showing right. more of my personality and being able to actually answer questions uh, and say how I feel instead of always having to say the right thing. Um, so there's a time and place for that. Um, but anyways, quick story that I think that you'll enjoy. When we were, we had the concept of states, we had the idea, and we were like, all right, how do we make, how do we make something? What are we going to make? And I remember we were sitting down in my basement. It was me, Seth, and two of our other partners. And um, we had some beers for sure. Um, but what we did was, um, you know, soccer, the tradition, uh, exchanging jerseys. Yeah. And right. so um, I've got like a stash in my basement. Of, you know, it's like, it's a ridiculous amount. It's like 60 jerseys from all over the world, different brands, different countries. And so what we did was Seth and I, we threw all of our, all of our gear from over the years down on the ground. And we just went, we, we started going through them. And we, we held it up. We said, all right, what do you love about this? And it was a really cool um, exercise. I mean, for me, because it brought back so many memories, it was like, oh yeah, like 
I remember right. that game. That was the game, you know, that I, you know, scored in or, or whatever the case was. Probably not scored in because I never scored. But like somebody um, on their ass. Yeah, yeah but it, like it that, was yeah. it was really cool because we got to you know go through. It's like oh, I love the way this fits the material in the the Italy jersey from you know 2014. Like oh, let's try and do something like that. And we basically kind of took you know bits and pieces from all these jerseys that we wore and we we tried to put something something good together. And um, yeah. Well, that's how it's done. You take what you know or what you experience, and you make something new out of it. Yeah. Take that out. Yeah. Well, again, I think that's a cool story about how this has come about. Yeah, totally. How, how is the business going? It's good. Business? It's good. It's uh, So it's been slow, uh, which is, is it, that's expected. Um, yeah. You know, I think we're, we're making forward progress every year, which is great. Um, you know, I think the thing for us is, you know, we – we want to be particular about where we put our money and and how it grows. We we don't we're not going to dump a bunch of money into this and we're not going to just blast it on Instagram and social media and say, "Hey, look at us. We're a soccer brand." We 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 want to be um, like I said particular about how it grows. I think we just want it to go th- grow through the game. Um, but that takes time. It takes time and um, we'll see. I think over the next couple of years, we'll, uh, we'll see if it can grow, if it can catch on. Um, I know that we make a great product. Um, it's just about getting it in front of more people and, um, you know, getting more money, too, you know. Yeah, throwing out money and uh, just throwing stuff on Instagram sounds like a recipe for failure. So I think you're doing it right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, now they, do have, they do have stuff on Instagram, and I, I've actually <laughs> liked some of the, the, the way it's went about on Instagram. The shots, they're different. They're a little bit... They're not the normal branding shots, so I do. Yeah. I, as a photographer, I look at things maybe differently than some other people. So they're they're interesting shots. They're done differently. Sometimes I like them, love them. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, yeah. that's it's a different. It gets my attention when I am looking through Instagram and finding them. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We're we're happy with kind of the the image of the brand, and we've actually spent zero dollars so far <laughs> on any marketing, which is, uh, I think. So know, you're not going to hire me as a photographer then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a price for something. All right. So are we ready to move on to something different? Is that okay? Yeah. All right. So you seem to have a little trouble saying I'm retired now. <laughs> How does that feel? Is it where you wanted to be or expected to be? What's, what's up with that? Yeah. I mean, so retired is a, is a very scary and it's a very loose term. Um, I would say transition is, uh-huh. is a better term. It just, it feels weird when people come up to me and they say, congrats on retirement. And, uh, I actually had a, an old friend of mine, um, that I grew up with. He's kind of a mentor, but he's, he's a lot older than I am. He's like 65 or something. And he came up to me, he's like, you retired before I did. And I can't <laughs> believe it. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I mean, I retired from playing professional soccer. Right. So, um, but I mean, overall, it's, uh, it feels really good. Uh, mentally, uh, feels amazing just to be able to kind of move on and get away from the grind. You know, subconsciously, it's just like I didn't realize just how much stress and pressure um, that, that I put on myself mm-hmm. because you just do it every day, every day, every day, and it becomes your norm. And then when you don't have it anymore, it's like, whoa, this is, it, it's freeing. You know, it's like, I don't sure have is. to worry about, you know, when I get up, the first thought is, I, the first step I take, it's like, okay, how am I feeling? You know, and if, if you don't feel okay, it's like, wait, why is my left ankle sore right now? Right, and what does right. that mean? Okay, it's three days out from the game. 
Um, I, I should be fine. I'm going to get treatment today. I'm going to have to stay after practice. So what does that mean? I got to tell my wife that my left ankle hurts. So now I'm going to be back home later. And it's just like, I mean, you, you, you go pee, you know, you wake up and you take a piss. And what do you what think of? It? Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like, wait, this is, not this drinking is, enough water. Exactly. So <laughs> before practice, all right, I've got to drink three bottles of water. And literally, like, I mean, I don't know if every player thought like this, but that's how I thought. And um, it was just, it was constant. It was throughout the day. It was like this, this countdown to the next game. And everything that you were doing was getting ready for the game. And when the game ended, it all started again. Right, so right. there was really no break. And I don't know, it just, you just don't realize just like how powerful that is and how much it affects you um, until it's gone. And then once it's gone, it's, like I said, I, I really have enjoyed, you know, I guess being released from, from some of those stresses, if that makes sense. But how has the wife taken this? Oh, God, he's going to be around more. Now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, that's been one of the biggest challenges. That's Seriously, like it's, it's uh, one of the things you take for granted is the schedule. It is just so structured, and, and you don't have to put any time or thought or effort into the schedule. Mm-hmm. Like on Sunday nights, our player administrator sends the players the schedule Right. says, this is the schedule for the week. You need to be here, here, and here at this time. We're leaving on Friday for a game. We'll be back at this time. For me, I forwarded that to my wife. And of course. I, I spent five seconds of mental energy into my schedule. and said, this is my schedule. This is our schedule. Work around me. <laughs> and that was it. And now I don't have that. Yeah. And so it's like the amount of time that people put into their schedule and, and communicating that and planning it holy cow, it's like, I, I don't have that skill. I'm not very good at it right now. And it's something that I need to get better at. And, and so, yeah, just the whole communication thing. Um, this is what it's like to be married. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is oh, yeah. what I turn over to my wife. Like there's a calendar that has yeah. her schedule, my schedule, daughter's schedule, like meetings. Oh yeah. You know, if I'm going to be on a photo shoot or, you know, sporting <laughs> games and uh, you know, all of that stuff. She doesn't put away games though. That's the one fault. Uh, like, I'll be, yeah, there's a sporting game tonight. She's like, is <laughs> yeah her response so far would be he's getting better that's what that's what she would say like i'm getting better which is that that's fine with me there just, you go. just accept that you you've you've strived for perfection in so many areas of your life just accept that will never be perfect <laughs> yeah. yeah uh other than state soccer do you have other like things you plan on doing besides just learning how to not be stressed <laughs> yes i do uh but nothing concrete yet um, it's, it's an interesting time for me right now because my mind and body are telling me that this is normal off season. Yeah. I, I guess this would be the end of my off season mm-hmm. because, you know, teams are starting to report. Um, but, but before that it was, you know, this is, this is the norm. You know, this is the time for me to decompress. This is what I've been doing for 13 years. This is my off season. So it honestly didn't really feel that different. Um, now, once, you know, once preseason has started and once the games start rolling around and there's games on TV and I'm going to have to, like, potentially watch a game, um, that's going to be that's going to be different. Um, I, I, you know, that's going to be more of a challenge and, and we'll see. We'll see how I react. I, I don't know if it's going to feel any different. Um, but in terms of my plan, I'd like to take as much time as I can to just kind of work through the process of figuring out exactly how I want to spend my time and um, which direction I want to go. Because right now I, I'm fortunate because I do have a couple ideas, um, but I just I'm not sure exactly 
what I want to do and how much of it I want to do. And you don't have to decide right away. That's, that's the beauty of it. Yes, I don't, which is great. Um, but. but <laughs> There's always a but. It just feels, it doesn't feel right to be unemployed or, I mean, I don't know. I don't want that to sound bad, but like, it just, it feels uncomfortable to, to know that, you know, you're unemployed and, you know, currently I don't, we don't have, our health insurance runs out. Um, so there's just like little things that um, just make you want to like jump back into it. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I think it's a, it's a battle. I mean, it's a balance of, of taking some time off because you need to, but also the fighting the urge to like just jump back into something for the sake of jumping back into it. And so I think that's where I'm trying to be selective. Well, I imagine you've had people reach out to you. Yeah. 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 Or just have been more of the interesting ones. What's that? If you can share more interesting people that have reached out with you, interesting ideas. Oh, about jobs? Yeah, or doing something. I mean. Can you share any of those? Or? The, the hard thing, the hard thing, I think, is going to be, you know, I'm a planner. And so I, I, I like structure and I like to gather as much information as possible. And there's been a couple instances where, you know, I'll go and have a lunch with somebody and who I respect a lot. They've got a great company and they'll say, come work for me, come work for me. I don't care that you don't know anything about my business uh -huh. or the market or anything. I'll teach you like you're, you're a great guy and you're competitive. And, um, you know, I can't tell you what I'm, what you're going to be doing, but like, just come on board and you'll learn. And so like, for me, it, that's tough. That part of it's tough because there's just like so many unknowns and I don't like unknowns. Mm -hmm. Um, I've ran into a few of those, and um, I, I'll, I'll keep the door open until I figure out what exactly I'm going to do. But um, for now, I'm, I'm just kind of exploring and trying to enjoy the process as much as possible. With the, we had Icon earlier, and obviously he's a new assistant coach for SKC2 under, with Benny. Uh, obviously a, a very interesting pair and almost <laughs> a, a, like, you know, I really want to go watch those coaching sessions now. Uh, <clears throat> You know, for him, he said he wasn't really sure what he wanted to do, and then he got the opportunity, and he's like, well, this is a perfect opportunity to just step into it and, and experiment as a coach. Yeah. Is there any of that that you go, like, if I have this right opportunity, yes, I'd want to coach or be a scout or be a TV analyst or? the I mean, coaching, coaching certainly interests me. Uh, I always felt like I, I thought about – you know, coaching, and I thought like a coach maybe does. I mean, I can't really say because I've never been a coach, but um, yeah, I mean, I think you were a coach on the field, man. You okay? You're the captain of the team. <laughs> okay, you, you said it. I didn't want to say it, but you said it. So, so well, yeah. I, I guess I'm the straight man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I like if you if you told me I just get to coach, yeah, I'd be all in. I, I would love coaching. I, I love you know the challenge. I love interacting, making people better, all those all those sorts of things. Um, but there's a lot of other things that go along with coaching, right. uh, especially at yes, the professional yes, level. <laughs> and, you know, the travel, the travel is like, I can't do that, at least right now. Um, I've been doing it for so long, and I've made so many sacrifices my family has for me, and it's, it's just, it wouldn't be right. I wouldn't feel comfortable saying, hey, I've been doing this. I've been telling you when I'm done, it's going to be different, and now I'm just going to jump back into coaching, and I'm going to be gone, you know, 25 weekends a year. Yeah. Um, just like I was when I was playing. So um, that part scares me. Um, I, I, I never say never because I could be sitting here a year from now and be like, all right, I've had my time away from traveling. Like, I want to get back in. 
Um, but yeah, that's just something like, you know, coaching, yes, I'm interested, but like in what capacity, what does that mean commitment wise? Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a difficult choice, I'm sure. And I mean, you got young kids and you haven't been there all the time and it's your chance to see them grow up for a while, right? Totally, totally. And I am, I am shocked that Ike, uh, that Ike took the job, honestly. And like, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I, you know, Ike was always the guy in the locker room that, uh, you know, made fun of soccer sometimes, you know, or like made fun of people that took soccer too seriously. And, uh, okay. You know, I think that you know, part of it was kind of an act, and that was yeah. kind of the role that he was playing of like, why are you guys watching soccer? Like, when I'm done playing, I'm never going to touch a soccer ball again. And um, sure enough, I mean, he's the first one that's back into <laughs> soccer. It's amazing. I, I would have never guessed, but I, I'm so happy for him. Um, I'm just happy that he's back in Kansas City. You know, I think yeah. that I don't know what he shared, like, on the podcast. Um, but, you know, Ike's been – he's had a tough go. I mean, he's, he's, he's struggled with a lot of things um, health-wise um, over the last couple of years. But he's doing much better. Um, I, again, I don't want to speak for himself uh, – for him, for his self. But um, the fact that he's back in Kansas City makes me really happy. Um, you know, I think he's going to just thrive – in the, in the community again and yeah like i said i'm i'm curious i'm interested uh but i'm really excited for him it's, ike is one of those guys um, that was just always loved by the fans i mean benny was always loved you're always loved so when people like see you guys coming back into the community or, or coaching it's i mean like you i don't know if you pay attention to any of that stuff but fans were just ecstatic when benny started coaching and then when ike joined him it was just like times two so it's it's just a great thing for you guys to be back involved with the team and Kansas City and stuff like that. So someday you're back if you're back involved with sporting in some way, shape, or form, everybody will have that same reaction. So let's turn serious for a little bit. So concussions. How is the league handling that well from your perspective? What is it like to go through that, have multiple concussions, things like that? What needs to change in that area, if anything? Oh man, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a very very large topic. Sure. Um, you know, I think people are still we're still trying to figure out like what concussions are and what they mean, and so it's it's, it's hard different for everybody too, though. Isn't yeah, it? I mean, concussions it seemed like just weren't around as much, you know. 10, 15, 20 years ago, and I don't know if that's because, um, you know, people just dig, didn't diagnose them, right. you know, probably a little bit of that, but also is today's game, is it is it faster, is it stronger, is it more more impacts, more, you know, all that stuff, mm -hmm. and that's why it's, so it's it's tough to really say, there's there's so many variables, um, you know, I think the league is is certainly taking them seriously, and I think they're they're doing everything they can to to make sure it's as safe as possible and you know they're trying to put protocols into place sure. to protect the player and protect themselves and so i mean i think the approach is is, is right um but again i mean i think it's 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 difficult because it's 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 changing the the, the concussion world is just changing you know so fast with information and the more we find out and all that stuff so it's really hard to predict you know where we're at and, and where we're going to be at we were talking with the women's players a little bit about the CBA that they're working on. As far as the CBA goes, is there coverage for things like concussions and things like that, sufficient coverage for players? or? 
Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's workers' compensation for mm. for all injuries, you know, surgeries or if you miss time, you can yeah. you can file a, a workers' comp um, claim, and concussions are included in that. Sure. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's different levels of that. If it's if it's career threatening, if it's career ending. Um, obviously, you know, there's there's certain amounts. Concussions are, are I don't know this because I, I have yet to go through the workers' comp process, but, I mean, I imagine concussions are, are, are very serious when it comes to, you know, workers' compensation and sure, all sure. that stuff. Yeah, and and I, in the, the years that I've been kind of covering MLS versus just being a fan, I think I've seen a big change in how it was treated. I've seen early years there was players that, got knocked down in practice and you know they definitely didn't look all there and got back up and just practice you know oh, fast yeah. forward a few I'm, I'm not going to mention <laughs> any specific center backs names um, <laughs> but you fast forward a few years and I see that happen now and it's like okay you're going to step to the side we're going to make sure that you're okay we're going to do some tests on you before we let you back into practice it's it's a big change I mean I'm sure there's probably some incidents where it doesn't always get cat, caught, but it just it has been a big change from what I've seen. So it's got. I mean, you've been around that whole time that I've been there. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, so I don't, I don't have all the answers. But sure. it's, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And um, you know, one thing that I've, I've kind of always thought about is, is the technology. You know, is that, is that playing a role or is that playing a factor? Because everyone talks about, you know, how much time we're on on the cell phones and we're staring at screens and they're talking about how it like messes with yep. like the chemicals and the dopamine and all that stuff. And I, I've always thought like, wait, does that, is that playing a role? You know, because there's so many more concussions now and it's like in the game more is, is, are the cell phone, I don't know. Is there any correlation at all? That's just me like throwing out a conspiracy theory. But <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, conspiracy theories are interesting. Yeah. All right. So are they doing it right at Austin FC? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. It was impressive. It was impressive. How was it to have a couple of former teammates be your coach? Oh man, I loved it. I loved. I loved the experience. Um, yeah, again, just really impressed by by Josh. Um, you know, as a head coach, I I knew Josh's player. Um, you know, I was pretty confident that he he sees the game and he knows he he's a smart smart player. But um, you know, this was his first head coaching experience, and so to be able to, you know have an idea of how you want to play and be able to communicate that idea to 25 other men who come from different backgrounds and different languages like that's a different challenge mm -hmm. and that takes it takes skill and it, it also takes repetition and so um, that was probably the biggest question that I had it was like all right how, how is Josh gonna like talk to the team and how is his messaging gonna be and it was it was really good really good so clear his his ideas were just like on point um, you know, his, his ability to kind of explain things and make you want to believe in that were really good. So, yeah, I, I think he's a, a super talented, talented coach. I hope he continues to get the opportunities. I mean, I know when you're in MLS, you, you, don't, you don't get much time. Yeah. You don't get much time. So I hope, I hope they have a great year. Um, I hope they can improve from, from where we finished last year um, because I think Josh – you know, I, I believe in Josh as a coach, and I, I think he deserves the opportunity. Well, we talked about Ike and Benny and that dynamic. Yeah. What was the dynamic between Davey and Josh? What was? Yeah, I mean, so for me, <laughs> like I loved it. I, I just it was it was great, man. It was it was so much fun for me. Like I would, I went to practice, and um, you know, it was it was just really fun to work with 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 both of those guys. And 
um, I had a different perspective from anybody else on the team. Sure. Uh, and I actually didn't tell anybody that I had played with Josh and Davey before because I, I didn't want to. didn't have Google? <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody has Google, but I don't know, like, why would you randomly search, like, Matt Beasler, did Matt Beasler play with Josh right, Wolf? Right, you know, yeah. it's like, you either know that or you don't. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, I, I didn't want I didn't want that to, like, affect the, the culture or, like, the locker room right. of, like, oh, like, Josh and Davey talked to Matt differently. Like, for right. the record, they didn't. Right. They didn't treat me differently. Um, but anyway, so I kind of, like, kept that a secret a little bit. Um, not that it needed to be a secret, but um, it was really cool f- for me because, you know, like, I view them – both as coaches and as players, and so I was I was just enjoying it probably a lot more than anybody else. Um, but it was great. Davy's Davy's doing well. Um, Davy's a guy that was was an absolute. He was a mentor to me uh, when I was coming in. He he did a great job just showing me what it was like to be a professional, and um, so yeah, it was it was really fun for me to reconnect with both of those guys. So with uh, with those two in Austin uh, now, Naga and Jimmy with Houston. Maybe you and Seth end up taking over Dallas, and you guys would own Texas. <laughs> Man, why do you why do you have to make it Dallas? <laughs> really, well, Houston's is bad of, enough. Sorry, I mean, come none on. Of, none of us really liked the Texas teams anyway. So yeah, and they all didn't make the playoffs, huh? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Austin. Sorry. No, it's, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, it's it was expansion team. That but was the LA expected. teams didn't make it either, so that was even yeah, better. No California, no Texas. <laughs> yeah. That was odd, but. Yeah. Okay. So, who's a player for Austin FC that uh, MLS needs to look out for? It's on the up and up, coming up. Uh, I mean, so they're, the DP that they signed, Sebastian Drusi, mm-hmm. he he's, I mean, he's one of the best players that I've ever played with. Uh, he came. He's from Argentina, and then he spent four years, I believe, in Europe, in Russia, um, and then he. So he's he's young guy, 25, 26. Mm-hmm. He reminds me a little bit of the Valeri okay. uh, mold. Um, kind of a like hybrid midfielder forward, um, really just really good instincts, can score goals, gets into the box. Uh, but yeah, he's the real deal. Um, he has the right work ethic to, to make it in MLS, mm-hmm. and so I think his game's going to translate really well. It was unfortunate because we didn't get him until halfway through the season, right. and we also had a couple injuries. Uh, we signed a forward halfway through the season, but I think. The last like third of the season with both of those guys on the field, um, it, yeah, our team was different. So I'm excited to watch, um, you know, from a from a neutral perspective this year again and, and see how they do. But yeah, he's 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 the real deal. He's a really good player. Do you get to root for two teams now? Uh, I'm I don't know. You're rooting for both teams. I don't know. It's that's a that's a tough question. Um, like I said, it's going to be interesting once the games. Like, am I even going to want to watch? games you know I, I i just don't know just skc2 games maybe oh yeah I'll, <laughs> I'll watch one of those for sure yeah well i mean we can edit out anything that you want edited out okay but i'm gonna go ahead and ask yeah how was the relationship with sporting was it left good um yeah that's so yes to answer your question um you know it it's hard. It's a hard situation for, for both of us. And it, I think it's just unfortunate that we both had to go through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing for me is, you know, is, is loyalty. I mean, loyalty is, is super important to me. And, you know, for, for 12 years, 
I I wore the Sporting KC badge like on my chest every day. I woke up every single day of my life for 12 years and I walked out of the door and I I said, I'm going to go represent this club, Sporting Kansas City, to the best of my ability. Like when people have an interaction with me, I want them to think highly of Sporting Kansas City. And I took that very seriously and and, and loyalty to them, it, it meant everything to me. And, you know, I, I think what made my experience so special was that they also took their loyalty towards me very seriously. And, you know, contract uh, extensions, raises, endorsement opportunities, you know, helping me open the doors to a national team career. I mean, it was like time and time again, they did an unbelievable job like showing their loyalty to me and so I think what happened over the 12 years was it was like we would go back and forth like proving each other's loyalty to each other right um great you're going to be loyal loyal to me and all right I'm going to stay I'm not going to Europe I'm staying here you're going to give me another contract boom I'll, I'll do this and I mean none of that was like discussed but it just like happened and I think what happened was it got to this point where our loyalty was, it was so strong that, I mean, I just assumed that it was just going to be there forever, yeah. you know? And so, and in the end, it's, it's not, you know? And, and that's what was so hard. Um, it was so hard for me when, when I found out um, that I wasn't going to be able to continue being a sporting Kansas City player. And, um, you know, the other thing that I'll say too is like, I, I just remember, I all, you know, I always heard this, and you guys will know what I'm going to say. Um, at the end of the day, it's just a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. And, of course, there's some truth to that. But what I believed, I said, no, no, not for me. Not for me, it isn't. This is not a business for me. This is a family, you know, and this is my family. And so... Maybe it was arrogance and maybe me being naive, but I was telling myself that everybody else can, can say, oh, it's just a business. And, and, and it is, okay, yeah. but not for me because it's not a business for me. This is my family, this is my life, and this is who I am. Sporting Kansas City is who I am and it's my identity. And so I think that, you know, in, in, in a way, I, I guess I expected to, to be treated differently at the end and it not be a business um and unfortunately for me it was you know i i remember it's just it's a weird feeling you know you you i I drive into work i drive into to the facility one day thinking that i'm gonna be a sporting player and i'm gonna retire as a sporting player and literally an hour later i get back in my car and i'm driving home and i'm not you know and so it just, yeah, it's, it's, it was really hard, um, and it still is. It's, it's, uh, it, I'm, still dealing, I'm still dealing with it. It's, it, just, it was very hard for myself and for my family to, I don't know, just to handle. Um, and I'm, I'm going to need some help moving forward and, and still going through the healing process with all that stuff. But um, having said all that, I know I just rambled. I mean, oh no, it's... Gotta get it out. None of that, you know, none of that takes away from just like the unbelievable experience that I had in 12 years. You know, it was, 
it was magical. It was magical for myself, and I'm just I'm so lucky that that I got to experience you know what I did, and I, I'm I'm blessed. It's like I'm a hometown kid, and I got to play 12 years for my hometown team. You know, and, and the thing is, is you made it a wonderful experience for so many others. You know, mm-hmm. and that saw you as their Part of their soccer family too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we call you Captain Kansas City. (laughs) Yeah, I was campaigning for you to be the team captain before you were the team captain Mm -hmm. because I saw that like I wanted you to be that guy and I knew you could be that guy. Yeah, and you know I'm not even a native Kansas Cityan, but you embodied the 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 Midwestern, the Kansas City, the the clean cut of American kid that grows up to be the leader. Yeah. So for all of us, we saw that in you. Yeah. And so for, I mean, I know it's harder for you, but for so many fans, it was like a shock. Like what? Yeah. No, I think, I think that's a great, great way to put it. You know, I, I just, I was shocked and, um, but look like life doesn't always like work out. I mean, it rarely works out like the way that you want it to and right. the way you have yeah. a plan. So we all know that of course, I mean, yeah. I think everybody, myself, the fans, sporting, you know, the people that make decisions, I think everybody would have loved for me to retire as a sporting Kansas City player. Um, but the reality of it is that just didn't happen. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It's a bummer. But life, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's life, you know. I, I'll, I'll be fine. Sporting will be fine. Everybody will be fine. Um, I'm looking forward to getting over that, to healing, and – Look, I, I would love to be involved with sporting one day. Um, I would love to help in any Probably way I can today, to to help <laughs> out, to help grow the team, the brand, keep them competitive, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm open, and I, I would love to be involved at some point. Well, two things: we we're driving here this morning. Of course, there's the the marquee with you on there, and you know everything. And that's going to be there forever. I don't know if they're ever going to change that. So you got that, but. When Austin played here in Kansas City the first time, yeah, me and my friend went to the game, and you know we're driving home, and the sports car zooms by us, and it was in sporting colors, but just zooming by us on the highway. We're just like, what kind of car Matt Beasley drives? <laughs> was that Matt that just zoomed by us on the way home after? <laughs> I don't know. No, Matt's got the big truck. <laughs> I do, I do. I have a truck, and uh, yeah, okay. I was probably on the team bus or. Could I don't been. know how probably that I think I actually stayed. I don't even remember. One of the games was, I think they were both afternoon games. I can't remember. But one of them we had a quick turnaround midweek, so I had mm-hmm. to fly back with the team. The other, the other game we played, I did get to stay in Kansas City for an extra day or two and spend some time with my family. Yeah. 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 Did your, your family didn't come down, or did they, they come did. down part time? Yeah, we we moved we moved down to Austin uh, in February, so my whole family came down. Um, at that time, I just had two girls, and we had our third kid down in Texas. So he was born in Austin in April. Um, What's his name? His name's Miller. Okay. Um, that's my wife's maiden name, um, and so we wanted to honor that. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's – so I want to make sure you didn't go with Austin, so. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people do that, right? Like, yeah. doesn't Beckham – he, like, named a lot of his kids. Brooklyn for Brooklyn one. And yeah. That was where the, there he was conceived, though, right? So I think well, so. My, my daughter actually has a name from Ireland. Because there. We, <laughs> yeah. My daughter has a name from Ireland because we were discussing baby names while we were in Ireland, while my wife was pregnant, and we happened to be sitting in a spot. So we'll jokingly call her Shannon Clare because we're the River, River Shannon going into the County Clare. Yeah. <laughs> that ended up her name. So. Yeah. There you go. So are you guys looking forward to the season or what? 
Yeah. Yeah, of okay. course. Looking forward to every season, man. It's good. It's like it's good. always have some optimism, always have some worry. There's always uh, oh, yeah. there will be something going wrong. There will be something going great. Um, we have a new addition that came from Austin, Ben Sweat. Yeah. What can you tell us about what, about him? I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Ben. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the team. He's, he's a great locker room guy, experienced, American, um, competitive, all those things. I think he, he, he really fits the Sporting Kansas City mold as a player. Um, he is coming off of a, a serious injury mm-hmm. that he suffered in our second game in Austin. Um, but I will say, having seen him, the way that he attacked his rehab, the dude's a machine. I mean, I am so excited just to see him, like, unleashed because, you know, sometimes, like, an injury like that could maybe be a blessing because, you know, you don't have to go through, like, the wear and tear of a season and you can actually spend some time, you know, it's like he's he, – he literally looks like a machine. Like, he's, he's gained so much muscle. He's fast. He's strong. He just – he looks incredible. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's doing great. Um, again, like I said, I, I'm excited to see how he fits into, you know, Peter's plans and – We'll see. I hope he has a big year. Have you followed all the, the moves Sporting has made? Um, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know, right? Yeah, it's yeah been I mean, so I, up and down. You know, Polito out. And then oh, yeah, yeah. The signings they've made seem to be good signings. Young. Yeah, I mean, I saw there was like a young German guy, right? Yeah, in center the, back. Yeah. yeah, that was the latest Courtney that I've Ford seen. Courtney Ford was uh, signed as a free agent from yep. Colorado. Yeah, I, I think I've seen most of them then. Yeah. yeah. There's a rumor of a Cypriot winger, but that's still an unofficial thing. So Nice. So yeah. do, I, do I get to be a part of, like, all the rumors now and stuff? Like, as a fan? Yeah. Of course yeah. you do. Okay. Actually, what On thebluetestament.com? Is that what you're... Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll, be a, I'll be a ghost writer. There you go. You're welcome yeah. to anytime. You're welcome to be on the pod anytime. Like, just okay. say, hey, I want to say something. Come on the pod. Um, yeah, but see, you know, like, players and coaches still, you could like, find out rumors and feed them to us. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's what I mean yeah. by Ghost Rider. Yeah. Uh-huh. Give there you guys you all the scoop. <laughs> so what, what would be your name if you were going to Ghost Rider? My name? Yeah. Oh, gosh. You're putting me on the spot. I don't know. I can't answer that. Do you give, do you give yourself names or do you, like, have to be given a name? How does that work? It's <laughs> like on the basketball court, like, when you're, when you're hooping, playing pickup, like, you're not you're allowed hooping. to give yourself a nickname. Right. Like, you're, it's, someone else gives it exactly. to you and you have to exactly. earn it. So no. maybe that should be the case. When you're writing blogs, no. On on our site, we actually do always try to maintain our real names so that we have accountability for when we say stupid shit. Gotcha. So, <laughs> gotcha. Um, we do try to have accountability. Is that news yeah. to you? Or? It's like <laughs> when we get new writers, they might have actually been fans and just commenters before. I make them change to their real name because we want accountability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's we try to be. We, we're not always the greatest, but we try to be above board for the most part. Hey, you guys do a great job. You've, you always have, and I know that sometimes the relationship between player and media and whatever, it is what it is, as yeah. Peter would always say. Um, but, yeah, you guys, I've always appreciated, you know, just the work that it takes. I don't think many people realize just, like, yeah, you are fans, but also, like, you are working your butts off to provide information to the yeah. rest of the fan base mm-hmm. to make their experience better. And it makes a difference. It makes a difference for everybody, and it helps the club. It helps the players, too, because, you know, it's, it's, we're trying to grow the game still yeah. and make yeah, it a big so, deal. So there are thank times, you. There are thank times you, you guys yeah. don't appreciate us, but there was, a, there was a quote that Vermees gave me one time, and he's like, I want you to print exactly this. I printed exactly that. Next time I came by, I'm not going to say who, but some players, like, looked at me like, I am pissed at you. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't say it. Right. 
yeah, I mean, I guess that's just it's a weird it's a weird dynamic. I'll yeah. say. I mean, people are mad at the players. Uh, I'm sure you know, just like players sometimes get mad at media. Yeah. I don't know. It's did you see the Kamara thing? No, I, uh, we yeah. saw a tweet that uh, Kai's house in Sierra Leone was having to be protected by police. Oh no way! Because he, he missed a PK. PK in the uh, African. Oh jeez. Yeah. Qualifiers or the, the okay, yeah. I've I've been following uh, Sierra Leone in that African Cup, yeah. but yeah, the Africa Cup of Nations. Jeez, that's wild. Uh, <laughs> and his family's over with him, right? Yeah, uh, they should be with him at the game, which was in Cameroon, I think. Okay, so hopefully they're not there, but that would be his family home there. So yeah, I, yeah hopefully, hopefully everything is okay and safe. And yeah, that's it, crazy. We want fanatics here but we don't want that i mean there's there's some line there that you know like yes i understand like a fan paid his ticket and can yell at a player you you suck or you screwed up or something like that but at the same time like there's that there's some humanity that still has to be preserved you know what i mean that's i've never been that guy who yells you suck at players right yeah maybe a ref once or twice but uh <laughs> I, but I, that just, that's just crazy. So I, I'm sorry. I was rambling off on a side note there. I yeah. didn't want to go down too many rabbit holes. <laughs> uh, talking about relationship with players and, and media, I want to go back to something you said earlier about how you, you, you want to be much more open now because you can be. I remember there was like one quote that you gave that got taken way out of context by a lot of stuff. You yeah. know where I'm going, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, about being fit for sporting versus the national team because that's where you were at at that moment. Yeah. And national media kind of blew it out of proportion. I was standing right there when you said it, and I'm like, I didn't quote it because I didn't want it to be taken out of context, but yeah. somebody else did. Yeah. Was that a moment that you, like, doubled down on being more guarded? Because I don't think you were as guarded before that moment. That was the moment. That was the moment I made a decision said, I got burned by this. Um, unfortunately, I I'm going to – Learn my lesson and, and just try to be be more conservative and smarter. And it's unfortunate that it happened, but um, yeah, I mean, I think you know me. I I, I try to be as, as open as I can. Yeah. Uh, but in that instance, uh, it, it it hurt me in my career. You know, I I did not get called into the Gold Cup team because of that quote. Mm -hmm. um, so that that quote happened. Uh, it was the January camp of 2015, and I had been obviously played in the World Cup the year before and. Yeah kind of been a regular and then um, that quote happened and you know I had a couple conversations um, with the Federation and with Jurgen and all that stuff and um, yeah they decided not to bring me in that was the 2015 Gold Cup um, that I missed out on so um, yeah I mean what whatever it's it's all part of a the experience of you know your your everybody has different experiences that was one for me that um, that wasn't great um, but again I mean I think it's tough like I think as a player, you almost have to make a decision, like, which way you want to go. Like, you can't get caught in between. Like, you, right. you either have to be all in and say whatever you want. Benny. Almost like a, <laughs> yeah, Benny, but, like, you know, Kevin Durant, yeah. I feel like in the NBA, he's kind of made that decision. Like, he's going to say whatever he wants. Yeah. He's going to cuss, and he doesn't care. Um, <laughs> and Or you got to just, you got you to gotta be guarded. Um, I think it's very rare to, like, Steph Curry is probably, like, the exception. He's, he's been able to somehow just, like, be himself and really, like, feel comfortable and open up and, 
Um, he's he does it in an elegant way, I think. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I would say, like two years ago, probably had that same like aura about him. Like he was just, yeah. You, you could just sense that he wasn't trying to answer things a certain way. And I think, you know, now he's probably started going the other way. Um, maybe with whatever is going on, he's just like super famous now, and right, so right. Yeah. it's 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 harder for him. But um, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I don't even know what your question was, but yeah. It, no, I, I remember the quote, and I remember why I said it and how I said it, and I remember it unfortunately got taken out of context, and yep. um, I paid the consequences a little bit there. But, um, I mean, yeah, it happened. That's one, that's one of those that I worried when it was said that it might get taken out of context, and I never printed it. So yeah. I, I know who did. And I mean, they're not wrong. They You said it. So, I mean, this is the way it went. But, yeah. Um, I've, yeah. I've sometimes pulled back from doing exact quotes from players because I thought it might – be taken wrong yeah and almost every time i've been burned by it by somebody else who did the quote and got a lot more views yeah so matt through our discussions here i've gotten this idea in my mind that your second dream maybe your first was to be an nba player yeah <laughs> was that a uh, big basketball guy okay yeah, grew, right. grew up grew up a, a huge basketball fan still am a, a, a really big fan but yeah uh I played a lot more basketball than I did soccer growing up. Yeah. Uh, that's soccer is a very hard sport to play by yourself, and basketball <laughs> yes. is not. So, you know, a lot of times after dinner, I'd be on the driveway. We had a basketball hoop. I'd be playing basketball. Um, you know, I will say that I actually wrote this in my book. I don't know if you ever, ever read it or not. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been the soccer player I was without basketball. Basketball taught me so much just about spacing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially defensively, like being able to guard somebody and also see the ball and kind of like the peripheral vision. And it's funny because I, I, I started reflecting like on my career and who I was as a player, and it's like, oh, my gosh, the things I did well directly translated to basketball. Like that's where I learned it. I learned it on the basketball court. It's like, right. oh, you know, his positioning's great, or he's able to read, you know, where the pass is going to go or, mm-hmm. or bait people in and intercept it. Like that was basketball. Right. It was that's exactly what I did in basketball. So I don't know. It's it was, yeah, um, huge basketball fan. To answer your question, and uh, no, I will not be entering my name into the NBA draft. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, but so, you, you could be part of like of an ownership group that brings an NBA team to Kansas City. Yeah, if I win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> so who is another good basketball player on uh, Sporting? Did you guys ever play pickup games together? We played. Or was that against your contract? Uh, yeah, it probably is now. It definitely wasn't back in the day. It definitely yeah. wasn't. Um, man, uh, we, we played quite a bit in the off season. Uh, you know, there was at the time, there's only a handful of guys that would stay back in Kansas city. So yeah. just kind of the regular Seth, me, Graham, um, played with Ike a few times. We actually played over here. Uh, we're at the convention center now, but we actually played over at the, it was at the college basketball experience yeah. over there. Yeah. Um, so we went up there a few times. That's a great place if, if you've never been there. Mm-hmm. Um, there it's was, fun. There was a court before uh, Swope was expanded, there was like a couple of basketball courts like near the practice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've heard the story there, right? No? Uh-huh. One of them? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. So there was the basketball courts at Swope um, where we used to train, yeah. and it was Michael Harrington and Kurt Morsink. Um, and oh my gosh for weeks it was probably around march madness you know like everybody's talking about college basketball we're doing the locker room pool and i mean they're going back and forth oh i beat you so bad like no you can't even shoot like finally we got to the point where like we're sick of hearing this banter Mm -hmm. back and forth like we're going out to play you guys both put 100 bucks on the line 
Um, and so go. after practice one day, we all went out to the courts. Um, I mean, I feel like it was part of a movie or something, you know, and, and we're all lined the courts and, you know, we're taking bets and we're cheering on. And <laughs> I'm telling you, it was the worst basketball game I've ever seen. The worst. I think they were trying to play to, like, the first one to 11. And, you know, like, sometimes on the outdoor courts. Two hours later. Yeah. At Swope, <laughs> like, the rims are, I mean, the rims are bouncier and yeah. it's mm-hmm. tough. Like, the, the, the backboards are aluminum, all that stuff. And, oh, yeah, it was exactly two hours. Like, guys are looking at their clocks like, all right, I got to be home for dinner. Right. Like, this game, it, it, was, it was an embarrassment. I don't even remember who won. I feel like we just, like, called it a tie and everybody just left. And yeah. <laughs> I think everybody lost that day. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I remember seeing a couple players out there playing, like, after practice one day, so. Yeah, that, I mean, that might have been it. But. <laughs> yeah. No, there, no, there's some okay, yeah, there's there's some pretty good basketball players. Okay. Yeah. But how about, I mean, you said basketball helped you be a better soccer player. I think that's one of the things that kids don't do as much today is cross-pollinate the different sports. I mean, they, they focus on soccer or they focus on basketball once they get to, like, 10 years old. I mean, yeah, that's this is this is like a whole topic for like oh, another yeah. full podcast. Yeah, yeah we're already we don't want to keep you too much longer. <laughs> I'm just hanging out, you know. It's I'm either up on the floor like mingling with a ton of people or down here with you guys, but uh, <laughs> no, it's it's uh it, I think it's interesting because it's 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 a tough argument either way. Like right. the kids now that are coming through are are better soccer players, you know. Like than I was like when I was 15 or 16. If you look, if you compare, I mean those kids are way better than I was technically, mm-hmm. tactically. Like, they can st- do stuff with the ball, like the way that they play, you know. But at, at, what's the what's the trade off, you know? Right. Um, in order to get that good at such a young age, what are you giving up? You've got to give up all the other experiences because you got to play soccer five days a week in order to get that good. And so when you do that, you know. Like I said, what's the trade-off? You know, do you right. trade off social experiences, um, you know, other sports, um, you know, you name it. There's a ton of things that you have to give up. And, you know, does that ever catch up to you? Um, yes. So that, you know, when you do <laughs> yes, turn 20 or 21 and you say, all right, I made it to this level. Now I need to go back and lean on some of these things that I learned, you know, the perseverance or the right. social skills, how to interact with a coach who maybe doesn't like you or, or whatever the case is. And... You know, unfortunately, I don't know if the, the, the kids have it. I don't think, you know, we, we've yet to figure out the right recipe, I guess. Of there may not be one right way, though, right? No, I mean, no, there isn't. Some kids will benefit this way. Some kids will benefit that way. But the problem is knowing which way is the best for that kid, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's the million-dollar question. We just, we just don't know, and we haven't had enough time to kind of see where this path is leading us, you know, like in the next five to 10 years, we've got some unbelievable talent and young players like coming through the system. And I guess we'll see, we'll see, you know, how they develop and if they can kind of take the lead and hopefully they, they do. I mean, the talent's off the charts. Like when I look at some of these kids, it's, it's, it's incredible, like how good they are mm-hmm. at such a young age. But No, it's interesting that you said that uh, about, you know, not dealing with or dealing with a coach who doesn't like them because I taught high school for 25 years and I ran into some of that where you know they couldn't handle a teacher that supposedly didn't like them and that's yeah. not what it was but it's that fact that they weren't succeeding in that class perhaps yeah. and that's why I really liked coaching because I coach soccer too because you can see the kids on a different level yeah meet with them on a different level 
and you know just de develop a different relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I've got two. I've got two things, and then we can cut this off. But the two things that I'll say to that is, I completely agree with you. Like the one of the benefits from playing other sports is that you're going to have a different role on all the different teams you're on. Mm -hmm. Like you know, if you're a good soccer player, most likely on your soccer team, you're going to be one of the best players. You right. know, and so you're going to have that role, that leadership role. Like I'm the best player, give me the ball type thing. If you go over and play basketball, I mean, unless you're good at everything, you're going to have a different role on the basketball mm -hmm. team than you do on the soccer team. Or you're going to go and play baseball, and maybe you suck at baseball, and you're going to have to learn right. what it's like to be one of the worst players. And all that stuff is, is great for development. It's great for development. Um, and then the second point, too, is, is the whole college thing. So what I love about college is what happens is it's four years. Okay, So a college player comes in as a freshman. Okay, what are you? You're the lowest on the totem pole as a freshman. You've got to do all the freshman duties. You've got to pick up. You get yelled at. You know, you you you're at the bottom, and so that that experience, um, you know, affects you. And you know, you learn things from those experiences. Well, then sophomore year, you make the jump up. In right. junior year, you make the jump up. And by senior year, you know, what are you by senior? Most of the seniors are captains, are leaders. Yeah. So. You get that experience. So in four short years, you get this like huge spectrum of I was a freshman, I was at the bottom, and now I'm a senior and I'm a leader. And so like for me, when I see guys that come in that played college soccer, it's it, it most of them have been captains their senior year, but they are also at the bottom their freshman year. And just like the difference it, that they're able to you know get through things and react and um, interact with teammates and other people, coaches, all that stuff. It's there's a huge difference in that. Sure. They're going to be also just much more mature in so many ways, right? I mean, because of what they've experienced being a little bit older, but that experience that they got, they'll be more mature as a teammate. Yeah, I, that's what it is. I yeah. mean, I guess that's what what I'm describing, that it, it's maturity. Yeah. It's going through those four years in, in different, like, you know, segments, and that, that that's what maturity is, you know? So do your kids play? So are you experiencing any of that at all with them? I, uh, they haven't yet. So we yeah. were, we were going to – so I have a five-year-old girl, a three-year-old girl, and an eight-month-old boy. Okay. My I remember five -year -old, how old your oldest was yet. So, yeah, okay. my five-year-old is starting kindergarten next year. She has interest, um, but we moved down to Texas, and we just didn't know – we didn't know anybody, and right, it was, there right. was a lot, like – you're taking your kids out of school and you know, yeah. neighborhood, all that stuff. So you're like, let's just hold off. It's right. not going to sure. make or break, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, now that we're back in Kansas City full time, um, we're going to start her in the spring and I'm coaching. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Okay. So I guess I am coaching. Yes. Like, we're bringing this full circle. <laughs> you are coaching. I, I can't make fun of Ike for jumping back in because I'm just jumping back in too. I'm coaching. <laughs> Five-year-old girls. Might Woo. be slightly different level, but it's... Oh, no. It's, it's all the same. Soccer is soccer. Football is football. I'm clipboard, like watching video. I'm going to suit up on the sidelines oh, for the geez. games. going to have like, the big camera over top for every game so you can break it down and oh, yeah. analyze afterwards. Drone. We're going to wear the, the sports bras everybody likes to wear for the oh, GPS. Oh, Lord. Look out. Matt uh, Beesler on the loose. Yeah, no. It's, I, he's got honestly, freedom and he's just going to go, yeah. Honestly, I do see you as a coach someday. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, you know what I'm gonna do once I start that? I'm gonna just send so many pictures to Ike and Benny from me, like selfies on the sideline of me coaching. Orange and, slices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Juice boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, hey, it's been great. Yep. We yeah. We appreciate thanks, you. Thanks for all by. this time, man. I yeah. Appreciate it. And 
we're glad you're back in Kansas City, even though you had to leave for a year. But that's another story. But we're glad you're back in Kansas City. Thank you. Me too. You're welcome back on the pod at any time. I will. I will probably wait a little while, and I'll message you like, "Hey, come back on, man." Okay. Uh, and you can give us an update on anything you want to. So. Yep. And you know, put out an article, and we'll 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 get back to you. See what we think. <laughs> oh yeah, Ghost Rider. Yeah, you guys better watch out. Yeah. See, I, I was gonna let you be a, have a ghost name, other not, like not everybody. See, else. I did. The reason I didn't say tell you my ghost name exactly. is so you don't know. Clever man. So, watch out. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll, but if, we'll we'll figure it out. Okay. Thank you, Matt Beasley. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys. Yeah.